0: Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so He can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mom What They're Calling podcast. This is Alexia. I'm so glad to have you here today. Um, Before we get into the episode, I wanted to invite you to join me and all of the other Christian moms um, inside of our free Facebook community. So you may or may not know that it exists. So I wanted to tell you right here up front um, that we do uh, have a free community over on Facebook. It's called the Faith Driven Business Mamas. And um, this group is designed for you. It's designed for you to have community and connection so that you're not alone on this journey. So you can share your wins. You can get feedback on things. You can Simply hear the other stories of other women who are going through what you're going through who totally get it. And the biggest thing that is new in the group is that I have started going live once a week in there. So you can get additional trainings, coaching, ask questions, we can have conversations, extensions of the podcast episodes, all of those things. So I'd love to invite you to join me over there. So just to make it easy, you can go to com slash community to find us easily You can look us up on Facebook. Um, But yeah, I'd love to have you join us there and just wanted to extend that invite. So today I am bringing you a special guest interview that I did with Michelle Vroom. Michelle is a business coach with more than 15 years of marketing and PR experience with nonprofits, agencies, and big corporations. Now, after she left her job and her corporate career, she actually helps small business owners grow to six figures with more freedom and peace. Uh, Michelle believes that every woman entrepreneur should be able to get clients whenever they want. Yes to that, right? Figuring out, that's like a huge question, right? How do I get clients? Where do I find clients? Um, So she is going to talk about that today. And she understands the challenges of limited resources and time and shares her proven methods for visibility and relationship building to get clients and grow your business. So in this conversation with Michelle, we're gonna talk about what's really required to have an online business, what's really required of you to be successful, and a lot of mindset shifts around um, prioritizing your business and what it looks like to do marketing, what it looks like to do sales, and she even says of herself that she is a little sassy, so she definitely tells it like it is, but it's in a good way, and I think it's a refreshing perspective on business that um, a lot of people aren't talking about. So I know you're going to get a lot out of this, especially if you've got business questions, marketing questions, then you're going to want to tune into this interview with Michelle. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat.
0: Yeah, so today I'm talking to Michelle Broom, and I'm really excited to talk about what you do because you're a business coach, and obviously this is a podcast for women who are either in business or interested in doing business, and one of the things about my audience is that a lot of us don't come from business at all. We have no idea what we're doing, and so coming into the online space is, I think it'll be really helpful to give us that insight. So to get started, can you just tell us your story, like who you are, what you do, how you got to doing what you're doing today? Of course and you're right like no one gives
1: us a manual for how do you start a business how do you do it with kids at home with a family like it is just I've I've failed along the way like failed my way to success so I'm excited to share. So for me I started my business almost 7 years ago when my oldest I have 3 boys at home when my oldest was 6 months old I thought why not start a business, the time. have a new baby, you know, just <laughs> my entire life is upended. Why not? My entire identity has shifted. So let's just go for it. Um, But truthfully, like when he was born, you know, a lot changed for me in terms of my perspective of how I wanted to live my life. Prior to that, I was working in corporate. I actually had a, a really good cushy corporate job. There was nothing wrong with it. I just didn't want to commute. I just didn't want to, um, you know, be away from my son i wanted i wanted more freedom over my time and that was kind of the initial attraction to starting my own business i also while i was on maternity leave had a bunch of people coming my way like family and friends asking about you know social media and marketing help and it was one of those things where i stopped and said to myself well gosh all these people are coming my way like i should go for this like there's there's a need here right and so i ended up like hustling my little butt off over maternity leave with my first child to secure some clients. I went back to work for like a month at my corporate job and then ended up leaving. Um, you know, it was a big financial sacrifice for our family, but at the same time I knew that I needed to do that, like it made the most sense for me versus trying to juggle everything that I had on my plate. Um, and so I went from being the breadwinner of the family to not being the breadwinner of the family, and that was a big sacrifice. And You know, we, we had to make a lot of sacrifices. I'll just say that, but it was worth every bit of it just to kind of look back and see where I am now. So it was a slow start, right? It felt like I had no, even, even being someone in marketing, like I had no idea how to get clients. Like I was, you know, just sort of getting referrals, um, and taking whatever business came my way. But thinking back to those early days, like I had no idea what I was doing and I certainly didn't know how to sell, um, but I figured it out, right. I figured it out along the way and I did it like the desire and the, um, drive to do it was what fueled me during all of those difficult times.
0: Mm -hmm. So was your job before anything to do with marketing? Why are people asking you for that? Okay. Yes.
1: Um I was always in marketing and PR public relations. So I've worked in a nonprofit, I've worked in um you know an agency, then worked in corporate. Always like social media was my sweet spot. So yeah, mm-hmm. people were asking kind of based on that. Um but I was realizing that a lot of businesses were really struggling to even do anything on social media and I obviously had that knowledge. So it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So everything like when I first started out I was all done for you work. I was not I had not become a coach at that point.
0: Right, just services. Yes, all services. Yeah, and that's a lot, a lot of people do that transition. I yeah. mean, it sounds like yours found you, right? And that's- kind of did, it kind of did. It was definitely like, I feel like from God, like there was just- this, you
1: know, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if I ever would have sought it out had I not right. had a child, maybe, you know, and even then, like, I thought, Oh, well, when the kids are older, I'll start a business, right? When I'm in my 50s, I'll start a business, which I'm like, thank God, I didn't listen to that. You know, I don't, I don't think I would want to. But um, yeah, yeah. I had all these preconceived ideas about what it looked like.
0: Yeah. And I mean, my story is kind of similar in that whenever I had my son, I was like, Whoa, why am I in my career? Like I was a scientist, and it's like, why do I, I don't, like, I don't even really like it. So mine was a little bit different, but just when we have kids, it changes our perspective and what we want. 100%. And with the day and age we live in, there are ways to make money online. For me, that was like 2015 and said 2016. And it was just kind of like, <clears throat> how that do we make my money timeline online?
1: too? was about, yeah, 2016 <clears throat> was when I went May, 2016 was officially like, yeah. So yeah, it was an like- interesting time period, wasn't it? Because blogging was like still like a really big thing. Social media was, you know, bigger, but not the way that it is now. It certainly wasn't like there wasn't as many people in the space. So I think that was a very interesting time period for sure.
0: Yeah, right. So, yeah, I kind of started with blogging. That's what I had heard. Yeah. But it's interesting to think about how I feel like because of COVID and because of 2020, everybody became aware of online business and coaching and courses and all of this stuff. But it's almost like before that, people are like, you do what? Uh, you know, yeah. like you coach, like what's a coach, you know? And so yeah. looking at that, and I think maybe yourself, it's like, maybe you wanted to be home with your son, but it never occurred to you to have a social media marketing no. business, no. you know? And then just like it just- was- Freelance,
1: freelancer was the word I used, right? Like not coach, <laughs> coach was
0: not even on my radar. Right. And I think, but what I what I think is so, there's a valuable lesson in that in, in two things. One, sometimes we want to be home with our kids and we're like trying to make it something bigger than it's like, What's in front of you? What are people asking you about? What skills do you already have? Like, that's one thing. And then the other part is just to be willing to, like, do the thing. Like, that may not be where you wanted to end up, but you just, like, started. And you just, like, do that. Yeah. Um, do that and then see what happens and see where it goes. Like, I think a lot of times we try to plan it out so perfectly. Like, it's a mindset hurdle where we want to know exactly where we're going to end up. But you, so many people say... I mean, I don't, I've never talked to anybody who said I knew exactly how all of it was going to go and it went exactly that way. (laughs) Like it doesn't happen. No, no, it doesn't. And I'm like your
1: type a planner who loves to control everything. That's one of the challenges I've had. To be mm-hmm. totally transparent, just being in business is that you don't know how it's going to go. Like I coach my clients all the time. You don't know exactly how you're going to get a client. Like you don't know, oh, so-and-so is going to sign up with me for this package on this day. Like none of us knows that, right? We can we can put together a strategy. We can put together a plan. But to your point, it usually doesn't work out exactly the way we would expect.
0: Yeah. So since you went there, can you speak about that a little bit? Um, yeah. Because I mean, like the biggest thing I'm focusing on in my podcast is, the mindset behind, Mm -hmm. because as you're trying to do business, all of these mindset hurdles coming up in the way, right? So it's like undoing our identity, being in our work and with our money and all of this stuff. But that one about the inconsistency or the unknown of sales, Mm -hmm. which really our job felt more secure, but it's, it could just end at any moment. But can you talk about how you move forward anyway? How do you have the expectation or the anticipation that your business is going to do well when you don't know, you don't have, like, how do you plan that?
1: Well, I think that it requires, and this is the hard part, it requires you to have belief in yourself because that's the only thing where you can control, right? We often will try, and I see this with clients, I've seen this in my own life, where we will try to control all of the other external factors, like what the algorithm does, how much engagement we get, who's watching, like we, you know, who's going to buy, like we try to just drive ourselves crazy analyzing all of that because in reality, we're avoiding controlling the one thing we can control, which is ourselves. And what that means is for me, from, from my perspective, what I've experienced is what do I know to be true about myself that tells me I'll be successful, even if I don't have the results in front of me, because that's, that's the piece, right? Is when you're marketing, you're basically planting seeds. Now I don't know a lot about gardening killed, killed more things in my garden than I could ever count. But do know that you don't just like plant a seed and then, Ta-da. you know, get it up the next day, like take it up the next day and be like, where is it? Right. Like, especially if it didn't rain, especially if there was no water. Um, that's what we're doing. And I think for a lot of people, they're like planting the seed, but then trying to dig it up the next day without giving it time to actually sprout. Right. And mm-hmm. so what can you control? Well, you can control how much water you pour on that seed. You can control how you care for the garden. And I think that caring for your mind is where it first starts. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like when I first started business, I didn't think about mindset in that way. I didn't even know that that was a factor, you know, until until I really, quite frankly, started getting into coaching myself and hiring a coach and all of that. But I do know that I will never quit. I will never give up. And that tells me I'll be successful even if the results aren't there, even if that seed hasn't sprouted yet.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's so hard to. I mean, when you're first starting an online business, there is this big unknown of how long does this take? Because there's this impression that it's going to be instant with some people. You know, they're like, "You're going to
1: gratification." Exactly,
0: and then there's the other part where people really do need to have an awareness that it takes time. But it's sort of like you feel kind of crazy, but it's like you said, it's like a planting a seed. I use that analogy a lot on the podcast, but it's like you're planting a seed. And then there's a season of just tending to that. And you know, you have to keep tending to it until you get the growth and get the harvest. Right. So with marketing, it's like, you might have to wait. I mean, you have so many things to figure out when you're starting your business. Yeah. If you just started a business
1: from scratch, you're going to wait probably at least six months.
0: Yeah. And then that's, if you're doing all the things, like, unless if you don't pivot, if you don't, you know, and it's like, once you get marketing going and plant those seeds, it still just takes time. It just does. And, um, I think like you're saying, like knowing that, like, as long as you don't stop, as long as you don't just like not do it or pivot away or whatever, it will work, but you have to sort of, that's what the faith part, I guess, of your business where it's sort of like, that's the mindset challenge, right? Yeah. It's like, I have faith that this, this can work, this will work and you have to keep showing up. You don't know if it's going to work right. Like for real, but you have to, it will not, if you don't stay there. Um, so that's a hard I'm a little one, so I just sassy. to touch on that. Okay,
1: I'm a little sassy, so I'm going to bring a little sass here. Um, I have seen in the last seven years such a shift in the online space to instant success, instant overnight success. And a lot of people are perpetuating this with those posts like, I made a million dollars overnight, right? Now, I'm all about sharing success. I 1,000% have shared the success that I've experienced in business, but it was not overnight. It took me three years to make six figures in my business. Um, I am seven years in and in multiple six figures. I'm not raking in seven figures or more, right? Um, you know, people are perpetuating this narrative that it happens immediately and they're not sharing the context of what went on of all the seeds and the tending, right? The seeds that they had to plant and the tending that they had to do to see the things sprout. We're just sharing the garden that has all of the seeds sprouted, right? And that that I do think impacts. Now we're all responsible for our own mindset. But that does impact how people are viewing things, right? And to your point, the expectations that people have, because we are expecting success immediately. I mean, I've worked with clients before who have come in as brand new business owners and been like, where's my client? And there's this sense of entitlement that I don't think people intend to have. I'm not saying that everybody, you know, in the online world is walking around feeling entitled, but if we're not careful, there is a sense of entitlement. Like I started a business. Where are my clients? I don't care who you are, how long you've been in business, how much is in your bank account. Nobody is entitled to sales. You Mm -hmm. have to plant the seeds. Now, does it get easier? Yes. Now I said that somebody who's brand new in business is probably going to take six months at least to start seeing some fruits of that. After that, what did you learn sprouting your first seeds? Well, you learned where to, again, I'm I'm not a gardener. So like those of you who garden, you can feel free to laugh at me when I say this, but (laughs) I'm assuming like you learned how, like where to plant the seed and like how far down in the, in the dirt to plant the seed. Like you learn how to, you know, water the seed and how much water it needs. Like That's going to help the seeds sprout faster. And so if you think about it, right, in that first six months, when you're just learning how to market and put yourself out there, and I would even say in that first year, it's going to get easier. You're going to build momentum, right? It's like a domino effect. So, you know, getting the work that it took to get those first few clients isn't always going to be that same amount of work, but it is still work. And I think it's important to note that, that it will get easier when you continue being consistent and to your point, not pivoting, right? Not going in a different direction. You will see the seed sprout faster. It's just so few people are willing to even put in that initial work to get to that point, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. And and I think that some of, I mean, there's so many different reasons for why they come to the table with that. But I think that one of the things that a lot of my clients and audience talk about is it's like a discomfort that they, um, they feel like something's wrong with them because it's not working, right? They, they're misinformed, yeah. but there's also, and so it causes like this panic. And so um, it's like recognizing too, that even if, even if you could do it in six months, what I tell people a lot is like to not look around at other people. I don't know, like their journey, because you might have a whole, like I had a whole bunch of mindset things to really work through. Like there are a whole, there's like a whole year where I didn't do anything in my business. Cause I, I just wasn't there in my mindset for whatever reason. Right. And each person has their own thing. And I think it's, it's important to recognize that too, because if, if you're trying to have a business and you're, um, have these, like you said, these expectations that are in the wrong place, but you also have all these things that you have to work through. Maybe it's just a season where you're just yeah. with your kids and you weren't supposed to yeah. like jump into that business or whatever it is. Right. Um. But just, yeah, like the entitlement is sort of like, where's my business? Because they, they think it's going to be that easy, but they might have to have a bridge. Like you said, you were doing services. So, and I tell people that too, like, it's okay if your job is to be a teacher and then you come home and you're doing something with online teaching, yeah. but it's not where you're going to be. You can still do your business, but you're home now, right? It's like a transition. We don't have to jump and like, ta-da, I'm a successful business owner. <laughs> like it may yeah. not be that like clean, yeah, you know, cut. So just having those, um, I don't know, like it's all, it's just different, but now you coach people on business, right? Like you're coaching them on how to grow their business and all of those things. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So-, so basically,
1: basically my mission is to, help every single woman in business step into the role of a provider for her family, whatever that looks like for her, right? That's going to look different for different people. And the first starting point is being able to get clients and knowing how to get clients and feeling Mm -hmm. in control of getting clients. And I think that's a feeling that most people don't have.
0: And I need to change that. Yeah. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about about that? Like how how do you teach? Like, because that is one of the things about getting clients. It feels like we're saying, it feels so like unknown of how to find clients and where can you have this consistency? Cause a lot of times people just don't know where to put their effort. And so they're kind of everywhere. So can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, um, different phases of business require different things. There's no one size fits all. So when you are first starting out, Like you need to be talking to people. I see so many people first starting out and they're like spending all their time creating content, updating their website or creating a website or graphics and like doing all these things behind the scenes. Case in point in my own journey, I spent the beginning stages of my business setting up a project management system for the non-existent clients that I did enough because I came from the agency world, right? So that's what you did. What a waste of time and money. I didn't know it at the time, right? I wish somebody had told me like, this is where you should be investing your time. And I think that's what leads to a lot of people going down paths that actually take them away from clients. And that's why it feels harder, right? It kind of perpetuates the narrative and the belief that they already had. Yeah. You need to get out and talk to people. So what does that look like? Right. That looks like, you know, in your local community. For me, my local chamber of commerce was huge. I made so many amazing connections. Early on, it's okay not to really know who your ideal client is. I you don't need to spend all your time sitting around thinking about your niche. Like you just need to get out, talk to people, serve clients. You're gonna love some, you're gonna hate some. That's normal. It's actually gonna show you you know, where your zone of genius is, where you really want to be operating and who you want to be doing the work for, but you can only do that if you actually work with people. Right. So getting out there and talking to people, telling friends and family, people in your network. I remember, um, I posted that I went into business on, on my profile, like, Hey, like I waited till my website was live, which was also like a delay and didn't need to do that. But beside the point, I posted my website and said, I'm open for business. And I actually ended up having somebody who I had connected with in a previous role, a previous position, send me a message and say, my company, my agency is looking for somebody like a, like a contractor to cover a team member who's going on maternity leave. It's a three month like contractor position. Like, would you be interested? I was like, yes, it was actually a huge like source of revenue early mm-hmm. on in my business that allowed me to kind of keep going. Right. That never would have happened if I didn't just tap into my network. If I was sitting around thinking like, where are my ideal clients? Like I probably wouldn't have explored that that position, right? Or, or even put out that post. I mm-hmm. think also just getting into other Facebook groups and talking to people. Um, You know, Facebook groups are huge for that because people want to be in community with one another. And so being able to talk to people, tell people what you do, get practice telling people what you do, like that's what you should be doing at least in the first year, right? Like at least in the first year, you need to be Doing that, you need to be getting out there and meeting people, telling people what's going on, telling people what you do. And in my opinion, and from what I've seen in my experience, most people are not doing that at all. Right. Now, there comes a point where, sure, going into somebody else's group or somebody else's community is great for meeting people and, and establishing that initial connection. But if you want more consistency, you're going to need to build your own community. I'm a big, big advocate and believer for this. I like Facebook groups because I think that it allows for a two-way conversation. It could be a Facebook group. It could be an email list. Doesn't really matter necessarily um, as long as you have a place where you are connecting and talking with your people. Like think about it if you threw a party and invited your ideal clients, right? And so I think a lot of people feel like they're constantly chasing clients because they don't have that existing community. Um, And because they're always going into somebody else's world. If you have a community where you are bringing people in, people who maybe are ready to work with you, some people won't be. But if you're building that connection and you're establishing that relationship, when they are ready, they're going to think of you. And that's what leads to consistency, right? Is because in your community at any given moment, you're building relationships with people who are ready to work with you and telling them how they can do that. But then you're also nurturing the relationship, the seed, right? That's planted with people who aren't ready yet. Um, I think most people underestimate how many times someone needs to see and hear something from you before they decide to work with you. It is 10 to 12. It has Mm -hmm. increased since COVID. It has increased in the last two years because there's more people online. There's more, you know, just noise, right? There's more stress. There's stress in the world that we didn't have before. And that's not to discourage anybody. I think it's the reality. I actually think it's very empowering to know that because it's like, oh, if people need 10 to 12 different touch points or they need to see or hear something 10 to 12 different times before they buy, then I know that I'm probably not showing up enough. And it's not about you know me not being good enough or my offer not being good enough or my message not being good enough. I usually always tell people before you start making changes to that stuff, show up enough. And then you'll know if you're showing up enough consistently for at least a minimum of 90 days, right? If not six months and you are not seeing anything, we're not just going to keep doing that, right? Then you make tweaks. And this is where having a coach is so important, Mm -hmm. but you can only know to make those tweaks. If you've actually been showing up and talking to people, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like if you, people who don't get on enough sales calls, they don't book sales calls. And then they're over there behind the scenes, changing their offer up again,
0: sell Mm -hmm. more,
1: get on more sales calls, talk to more people about your offer Get their reaction to it and you will start to pick up on where the gaps are because there are always gaps, but we don't know what the gaps are if we're not actually taking the action to tend, you know, our garden, if you will.
0: Yeah, that was so good. There's so much there. I think, um, oh gosh, I wanted to speak a little bit about the you like getting out there and talking to people i think we forget there's like a real world where we can do business oh my gosh yeah i know and like the, I, like the <laughs> like coaches even i mean a lot of coaches yeah. start out by having in person workshops or mm-hmm. in person events and you know it's like yeah. we forget so yeah. when we try to step into the online space it's not that you can't blend them but like you're saying using the network around you and it's it seems so obvious but not obvious and I Mm -hmm. think it's related to confidence because one of the things that was very apparent by your story is that you knew what you were doing and you knew what you were offering you like just decided is like this is what I'm doing and I think what happens is people get which is actually what I help people with but they get stuck in the what am I doing and they want proof that whatever they're choosing is going to work or whatever and it's like just moving on it because I found that the I mean they say this all the time. Right. But like, we, you'll know more when you take action. So it's like, if you just think you're supposed to do this thing, then go that way. You could have done the social media contract and be like, I hate this. And then you would have known, and then you would have changed. To something I actually else. Didn't maybe like, I actually
1: didn't like it that much, certain parts of it. And, and,
0: you know, but it was what I needed at the time and it was great. Yeah. You're absolutely right. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And so I think that there's, yeah, just like stepping into believe, I don't know. There's a lot of imposter syndrome and lack of confidence And I think it all has to do with, I mean, some of it is coming out of a career. Like I couldn't bring science. I mean, I could, I guess I could make a blog or something around science, Mm -hmm. but like when you have something, maybe you don't know how to translate it. You don't know what the online space looks like. It's like, you're not knowing how to show up with confidence in the first place.
1: So can I address that really quickly? Because I knew that like it was social media and marketing that I was going to do, but let me tell you something. I have like 12 different services. Like Mm -hmm. I was doing like website copy and branding copy and stuff that like, I would not do now, but I just, I I had to learn. And so even somebody who is a marketer and knows all of this, like, I want your listeners to hear that I did not have it all figured out. I had so many different random services and I took on so many different random clients that, but that was how I learned. That was actually how I zeroed in on that zone of genius. Um, and I think that it's okay not to have it all figured out. Like you, you don't wait, don't wait to take action because you'll be waiting forever. Like there are days where I still don't feel like I have it figured out, where I feel like I need to go behind the scenes and like tweak things again. And it's like, no, really, I just need to stay the course. And that's hard because to your point, people want that guarantee that it's going to work without actually having to do the work. It doesn't work that way, guys, no matter what people in the world tell you, it just doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's also something to be said for, it's like, like You said it's okay to test, it's okay yes. to te- that's marketing. Like, do- that's marketing, you're going to test right. and fall
1: down more times than you can count,
0: yeah. And I, but I think that what's happening is yeah. that a lot of I mean, I think it's a discomfort and coming from yeah. a secure like career yeah. Yeah. and then trying to transition, they don't want to do the testing mm-hmm. or they think that, um, like that's somehow failure instead yeah. of looking at it as this is part of the process. And in fact, I've learned the whole time. And it's just being comfortable in the failure. It's That's where I guess my science background did come into play, where it's yeah. like, this is an experiment. Yeah. I'm going to test it. Yeah. Nope, that didn't work. Or this part did work or whatever. And just being okay with that. And it's, you know, there's a bunch of mindset stuff around that. Like some people think it means they're a failure. This is because if, if their jump into online business is too, um, it's like a big deal for them to leave their career that they worked so hard for, you know, they went through grad school, all the things, and now they're pivoting. It's like they need, you know, in their mind to have it work immediately. They cannot do trial and error. It's embarrassing. All of those things. Yeah. Cause it's so, personal.
1: Our businesses are yeah. personal, right? It's like another, I feel like I birthed another child. And so when it's personal, we view everything as rejection. So if it failed, that means I failed when in reality, you just learned another way to have it not work. And by the way, like everything that fails, there's always an element that worked. There's always an element that didn't work, but we're too emotional. And that, that is why I do think it's so important. Like the power of coaching, like to be able to get a coach, like when I got a coach in my business, I noticed that I still had all those emotions and feelings, but I had a way to be grounded. Right. Mm -hmm. And continue to know that like, this is normal and I'm on the right course because nobody tells you it's normal when you join. Exactly. Or when you, I'm not, when you join, when you start a business, nobody tells you it's normal. Nobody tells you that these are the feelings that everybody will experience. And no amount of money or clients changes those feelings, by the way, because I make a lot of money now in my business and I still have the same exact feelings that I had seven years ago. I just know how to deal with them. Like I I recognize them, right. They're not, they're not foreign to me. And so I think that's really important too. Um. I don't know. I just, I want to normalize that a little bit more because I do see like this fear of failure. Like people will try a strategy one time. It didn't work. It didn't get immediate results. Now I'm off to the next thing. And I see so many people kind of like, like cycling through that and it's actually keeping them in the state of quote unquote failure longer if they do that, right? Than just stay the course and embrace the moments mm-hmm. where they're falling down.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's good. I mean, you're right. Like normalizing the emotions and that's yeah. what I was trying to say. It's like These are, this is part of it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not seeing it. I mean, we have the feelings, but not making the feelings, like letting them guide us on what we're doing because it's part of the journey. And that's where a coach comes in, right? Like either a business coach or or multiple kinds of coaches, but just to have that person saying, yep, this is what's going to happen because this is hard and you are doing something new and your brain's freaking out right now, but you just have to keep, like you said, having that grounding so that you can keep going um, and don't give up. So, um, exactly. Okay. Well, go then I said, exactly
1: like, yeah, everything you said.
0: <laughs> so I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, running a business and being a mom. So I think one of the hardest things that I experienced when I first came home was I just wasn't even like, I hadn't seen, I mean, my son was about three, I was like two and a half when I came home and I was like, I have no idea the, I didn't know he needed a routine. I didn't understand nap t- I didn't know anything, which is why I was coming home because I knew I didn't know those things. That It was so hard. But one of the things my clients come to me a lot with is knowing how to balance. So can you talk about how you show up in your business and how you also show up as the mom that you want to be?
1: Yeah. I definitely don't balance things. I just don't even know if that exists to be honest I mean, with balance, you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. But I, I do think a lot of people strive for in their minds, what balances, is, which is like, Oh, it's gotta be, um, you know, exact. Like I spent equal amount of time in my business, equal amount of time with my kids. I have not found that to be the case. There have been seasons where I've spent more time with the kids than with the business and vice versa. Um, for me, it comes down to not trying to achieve everything at once. And that's really hard for me. Like I'm such the overachiever. Like I want to fix things immediately. I want to do everything at once. And you can't when you have kids. I mean, I've always had a business with kids. So like that's, you know, I've never, I've never not had the kids around, right? And now obviously I've added two more children and have three three boys. Um, and I just think that it requires you to get really, really crystal clear about what you want to achieve, what your main goal is, your main priority and Mm -hmm. what success looks like. And I think a lot of people haven't taken the time to really think about that. It's like, well, I'm just going to throw everything, you know, at the wall to see what sticks and I'm going to do everything as a mom. And it's like, you can't do everything. Right. So like what's the main priority as a business owner and what's the main priority as a mom? And like letting the rest go or asking for help. So My husband and I will periodically sit down and be like, okay, like what does this next season require, right? What help do I need from him? What scheduling help do we need help from family? We obviously now have, um, you know, a babysitter who comes, but I didn't for first half of my business. Um, I had just like my mom took care of my kids like two days a week for like a couple of hours. Right. And I did a lot of like nap time stuff. So for me, like it was recognizing what season I was in and being willing to make the sacrifices that were needed, especially when growing the business. So some of those sacrifices, like I said, were working during nap time, working during weekends, working after hours. And I had to be okay with that, knowing that it's a season, it's not gonna last forever. And now I'm in a different season in my business. And so what this requires is again, me asking for more help, especially now that I have a team, but also getting really, really clear on like, What does success look like? What are the priorities? Having a clear schedule, which I did not have for a good chunk of time, right? And that's okay if you don't have that, but at least understanding like where are the boundaries here? Because if you're not careful, I think work can bleed over into everything else because you're working from home. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even just thinking about like two weeks ago at the time that we're recording this, two of my three kids got strep throat. I was in the middle of a launch. The youngest, who's not even three was in a really, really bad shape. Up all night, I was barely sleeping and I had to let go of so much during that launch that I would have wanted to do. Things that probably would have gotten me more clients during the launch, I had to let go of for the sake of like my mental health and my family and what my family needed from me. I still sign clients, right? Like it doesn't mean like I... I think we need to move away from this all or nothing thinking of like, either it's perfect and everything's balanced and I'm good, or I can't do anything. Cause I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people, like when their kids get sick or the babysitter cancels or whatever happens, right? That's it. Like, I can't do anything now. So they, they stop taking action altogether rather than just recalibrating and saying, okay, what is the main priority here and -hmm. letting everything else go, knowing that it really is truly just a season. So I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. Like... I don't know if I have anything like super practical to say about that other than it's just a work in progress. Like it's not easy, right? It's not easy. It's a work in progress. I think that we need to celebrate ourselves way more than we do. I think most women, myself included are so stinking hard on themselves. It's like, we have a laundry list of things that we didn't get to do instead of looking at the things that we did do.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that really is the, the biggest part of the answer anyway. Like if you try to give somebody the practicals of, yeah, this is the schedule you need to have. It's really about the way we're viewing what we're doing. Yeah. That schedule is going to blow up anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with kids, but it's like you're saying, it's, it's knowing that there's seasons, understanding, um, like your role in those seasons. And I think the other part I was, I was hearing is that when you're, there is this commitment to your business and you're taking your business and yourself very seriously when it comes to running a business. And I think, can you speak about that a little bit? Like, did you because I think a lot of people aren't or they struggle with that ownership and try to how to step into I'm a business owner, this is a business. I, this is how business people show up because they're they're not from business. So can you speak to that because I think yeah. that really impacts oh, what yeah. we do?
1: Oh yeah, I see that a ton. I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't think enough people are having conversations about that. I early on probably didn't really show up like a serious business owner. Um, you know, almost like I was playing business if you will. And what that meant is like I didn't really have any kind of a clear schedule. I was sort of just like working on whatever I thought I was working on. I didn't even have clear goals. Like I wasn't setting goals, right? I think that's the first the first the first step to really being a serious business owner is setting a goal. I don't even care if it's just one goal, like what's a goal that I'm working toward. Right. And for most of your listeners, like I'm going to imagine it's getting clients and making money. Right. So, um, for me, what I had to grow into is taking it seriously. Even if I only had two hours during nap time, like what am I doing with those two hours and planning that ahead of time so that when I sit down for the two hours, right um or the one hour if the child woke up early i knew what i was doing like i had already thought about it i had already mm-hmm. set the goal and i knew what i was doing um i think a lot of people are and they're not trying to do this but they are they are just blurring the lines like i'm going to work when the kids are sitting right next to me. And it's like how, like, I think that's really challenging. Like maybe there are some things you could do, but like, if you want to take, I'm, I'm going to say this and some people may disagree with me and that's okay. But if you want to take your business really seriously and step into that role, I do think you have to have some separation. Like don't try to be doing client work or taking client calls while the kids are like, you know, banging on toys and crawling all over you. Like, You are a business owner and Mm -hmm. that means no matter how, instead of lamenting that you wish you had more time, like the time that you do have available, even if it's just a little bit, how are you showing up during that time? Are you showing up with a clear purpose, with a clear goal and like working on your priority, whatever it is that, Mm -hmm. that I think is how you start to step into that because then as your time expands and as you can invest in childcare and, and getting more time, if that's something you wish to do you're already gonna have set that tone and set that practice and that habit.
0: Yeah, I think I think um, one of the things that I had to learn early on, which was that when you try to do that thing where you're working, not with your kid right beside of you, not only are you not really doing your business, you're not like really focusing on your business at all, but I was like, this is worse for my son to see me constantly say one minute, one minute, one minute, and like focus on my computer than if I wasn't, if like he was in a daycare. Like, why yeah. am I here if I'm going to constantly say I'm working? That's like more, like when they're yeah. in daycare or whatever, they're not thinking about what you're doing. They're so little, like, you know, it just didn't matter. And I was like, this is not how it needs to be. There needs yeah. to be separation. Cause like I'm working now, not constantly like pushing him away. That creates yeah. a whole different narrative in his little mind that I was like, I just percent. don't think that's good. A thousand percent. Also,
1: if you can, and I, I listen, I'm not trying to tell people what to do financially, right? Everybody's situation is different, but if you can even get like, a mother's helper or somebody for like two hours a week. I mean, honestly, something so simple, it really doesn't have to be that expensive. And honestly, you'll make back that investment 10 times over by having that focus time. I think that's mm-hmm. so incredibly important. So think about what that looks like for for those of you listening. I also think that, um, and this is something that I I definitely differ than what a lot of people would say in the online space, which is if you're not feeling it, just don't work that day. Like if it's not aligned or you you're not feeling it, like just do nothing. And I'm like, no. Like there are many days and have been many days where I wake up and I'm like, I don't probably don't feel like running my business today, but I need to show up for my business. Like what does my business need for me? Are you, there are days when I wake up and don't feel like being a mom. <laughs> like if I'm being totally real, right? Checking like, out, not doing I'm it not today. Doing it. Okay, well guess what? The kids still need to be fed. Like they're you know diapers need to be changed. Like that's a, your business is the same thing. And a lot of people, especially in the early days are checking out because they're scared or they have fear or whatever. It can't be perfect. The schedule can't be perfect or because they're not willing to make the sacrifices. You know, I'm not telling everybody that they have to do what I did, but I will say that. Why do you think I was working on the weekend and after the kids went to bed? Because that was when I had focused time, when I didn't have regular childcare. Do you think I felt like doing that? I would have much rather sat on the couch and binged, you know, something on Netflix with my husband, but I didn't because I knew that that's what my business needed from me. And I knew that it was a season. And I think a lot of people are like, It just doesn't feel aligned or I'm not feeling it today. I need to go take care of myself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of yourself. Please hear me like that. I think is important, Mm -hmm. but I do think that we are copping out and making a lot of excuses because we're afraid or we're scared to do the thing or we feel like an imposter or we don't feel like we can do it well or right, whatever that means. I'm using quotes. I know your listeners can't see because I don't think there's any right way to do it. I just think you have to do it. And sometimes that means sucking it up and doing it just the way that as a parent we have to suck up some of the hard days don't we i mean that's just yeah. I, I don't know i don't know how to be
0: more real than that about about
1: <laughs> tough about love, this, tough this, love. this issue you know
0: <laughs> but it's good i mean i think that tough love approach is obviously yeah. needed and this is one of the things that i struggle like i think the mindset piece is there i think people yeah. do have emotions to work through but one of the things that recently has just been a huge conviction for me and seeing and i was guilty of this which is this like what you're saying about not feeling like it It's, yeah. and i just that we are so, especially in America, I don't know. We're so um, like, we want comfort. It's like the slightest bit of discomfort. We're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't deserve that. We deserve better. And I'm like, you have to do hard things. Like I'm doing this Bible study through Philippians and it's all about Paul, like in prison and suffering. Oh and my like, gosh. And yeah, like, I know. And I'm just like, we live cushy she Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. Oh, the things that we think, percent. We think it's so hard, but it's like my kid won't listen to me. I'm not being killed. Like I'm not imprisoned. I and know, so, I the other thing, I, the analogy that I just keep using, even though I don't have a bakery, but I keep thinking about, and I put this out to my audience too. It's like if you had a brick and mortar store and you had a bakery, you would show up, you would have to every single day. You wouldn't be like, I don't feel like going. What's, what do you think is going to happen? But that requires to even start your business. I think this backs it up to when somebody's getting started in the first place and having that confidence and that determination and that clarity about what they're doing. Because when somebody goes to open a brick and mortar business, they have had to think a lot about is this going to work? Do they think it can be something? Does the community need this? Because they invested quite a bit and it's a Plus and a minus that we don't really have to invest that much when we're starting online, but not doing it, not um, feeling like we have as much to lose means we also are sort of like, we're not really saying I like the vision. Like we haven't, we we haven't say, said what is this business going to be? And then what does it require of me to know those steps so that when you sit down for, you know, your kid's nap time, you know, it's like you're building this house and you're laying the bricks. Like, you know what bricks need to be placed. You know where you are. And you're just slowly building the thing instead of, I'm working and like we just sit down or like we don't at all because we're not like that's the whole viewing it like you're actually have a business and then knowing what business you're building in the first place, which I think is where your coaching comes in and where that's what people really need too is knowing like having someone in there with the from the business side to say, here's what goes next and here's the next thing and here's the next thing and here's how to keep showing up. Yes. It's going to take you six months. Just keep going because that part, when they don't know how long it's going to take, they're like, I feel like I need to bail. So having someone who knows, I think really is, is powerful for growing your business. Yes. I could not agree more.
1: Could not agree more. I think that like when we say you have to be all in on your business, this is what part of what we mean is you have to be all in on the hard days, the days when you don't feel like doing it, the days when you feel like nobody's watching, nobody's listening, You know, there's no results. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you get to the results? You don't get there by bailing every time things get harder, you feel uncomfortable. And I just think that there is this, there's been this shift over the last seven years of like, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And while I agree with that sentiment to some extent, I don't agree with the majority of the way that's being used. I think that
0: it's being used as a cop out. Exactly. And, you know, but to the point too of you have to know what you're building. Yes. Because otherwise yep. you are sitting down, like fumbling yep. around making your website, because if yep. you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have the, yep. the blueprint in front yep. of you or whatever, yep. then you're, you are going to get discouraged. It's going to be burnout. Cause it's yep. like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not yep. sitting down with my and kids. I don't, I'm not making money. Yep. yep. Your mission will change.
1: All of that will change
0: kind of over time. So yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Okay. Well, as we wrap up here, um, what advice do you have for mom entrepreneurs looking to grow their business? What, what encouragement do you have? What's the thing you want them to walk away with?
1: You don't have to have it all together. You won't, you won't feel ready for any of it. You won't feel like you have it all together. You'll feel crazy. You'll feel like something's wrong with you. You'll feel alone. Right. And I'm not trying to depress your listeners. I just want to first normalize that. I want to normalize all those feelings. Find yourself a community of some kind, right? It doesn't have to be a paid community if if you're just starting out, but find yourself, it could be, but find yourself a community of people who get it and who are where you are because i think that like we we can lift one another up in encouragement and i think that's really really powerful. I would also say just get super super clear on what is the number one goal. And if you've uh, if you're in the beginning stages it's making money, which means you need to just get out and talk to people. Don't worry about the fancy stuff. Tune out the noise. If you have to unfollow people, if you have to reduce your social media consumption because you're spending too much time comparing yourself to other people, go do that. Like set the boundaries that your business needs so that you can just focus on getting out there and meeting people and talking about what you do. Even if you're like, I'm fumbling my words, or I don't really clearly know exactly what I do. Like it doesn't matter. You'll still be able to get clients, but only if you get out there and talk to people and you don't waste time on all of the behind the scenes stuff, because people Mm -hmm. will tell you everywhere you look what you need, right? Because all those people are marketing to you. They're telling you like, you need this, you need that. I'm just going to be real with you guys, you you all the only thing you need is to go talk to people. That is the only thing you need, and if you make it a point to go do that even for 60 minutes a day, right? Maybe some of that is local, okay? Maybe once a week you attend a networking event or once a month, but if you even just commit to having conversations in another Facebook group as an example for 60 minutes a day, you will get clients. And mm-hmm. I think that it really does get to be more simple than we make it. And hopefully that's like a breath of fresh air and maybe relieve some pressure that your listeners might be feeling.
0: You know, that's good. All right. Where can people connect and learn more about you connect, you know, learn what you've got to offer all that. Yeah. The best place to connect with me is inside of my
1: Facebook group market, like a boss. When you join the group, we actually give you access to a vault of 20 plus marketing and sales, um, resources, right? Resources to get clients. So if you're like, I just want to get a client like that, that is where I'm at. I'm starting out. I want to get a client. Like I'm ready to go. We have so much free content there that you'll be able to get a client. So that's the best place to connect with me and just, um, learn more about how to market yourself and be encouraged really to be encouraged and lifted up by, by the
0: community. All right. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was really good, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes?